What's up, everybody? My name's Tyler Dunn with Goals and Updates, and we're on episode 60. Let me just go on Instagram real quick. Um, all right. So, real quick. <clears throat> Let's get this going. What's up, Ashma? All right, yo, so <clears throat> I'm going to try to be as real as possible, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to try my best to give a lot of energy on this episode. It's going to be really hard. I've, it was just a really rough day today, all right? So I'm going to try my best to give the energy that I normally can give on these uh, goals and updates, and I'm just going to try to rock with it because uh, I, I, you know, I'm trying to stay on, get these out as fast as possible, and I'm trying to commit to it as much as I possibly can with the, the schedule that I'm on right now. So I'm going to I'm gonna honestly try to do the best I possibly can with this episode, and I'm just going to try to give it 110%, even though I'm feeling about like a 40% right now. So <clears throat> real quick, we're going to go over a couple things. I'm going to go over some um, updates for myself, and then we're going to go into two topics. So the first two – or the two topics is going to be thoughts are seeing into the future, and first impressions are everything. And then we'll talk about done deal investments, and then, um, you know, from there we'll go from there. So – Real quick, I want to do some updates. So <clears throat> today, like, I want to be real with you guys. Like, I, I like, honestly, 110% do not feel like myself. Um, I got rid of the beard, which, yeah, I'm just, just saying, what's up, Jimmy? What's up, Jimmy? See, Jimmy's going to amp me up. Jimmy's going to get me to that uh, that 100%, even though I feel like a 40% today. So Jimmy's going to amp my ass up. So, Jimmy, you better amp my ass up, yo, for these, for these, uh, for these viewers out here, yo. But, so anyways, uh. Done deal. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. But um, yeah, so real quick, uh, like I got rid of the beard. Um, I went to when I went to like a bar a while back and I talked to some people. Um, I really want the the stash to grow in more. So they everyone keeps telling me like you're gonna have to shave. Uh you you just shave a couple times and then when you know when you constantly shave it go, grows back thicker. So I'm like, all right, I'll just shave it. And it, it just, it feels weird because I'm so used to seeing the beard and like, I don't see anything this time. So it's kind of, it's a little, it's a little weird for me. It might be a little weird for you if like you've seen with the beard a lot on these goals and updates, but for me, it's really, it is really weird. I just see like my, my bare face and it's so weird. And then I, I just kind of kept the stash, but I might actually get rid of the stash today. I, I kind of, I'm kind of iffy about the stash and the little goatee part. Um, but I want to get the mustache a little bit more thicker too. Yeah, I know. Me too. Yeah, it's weird, right? Um, Jimmy's like, I don't even recognize you. Yeah, it's weird. It's weird for me too, yo. It, it's it's really weird looking at myself on these screens, and I'm like, damn, I'm. It's like it's like I'm naked. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I have no hair. But um, yeah, I'm probably gonna get rid of the stash and the goatee, and like I want the stash to to grow in a little bit thicker. So I'm gonna try to to work on that, but. Um, today's just been a really rough day for me. If you had a rough day, I feel you 110%. Um, I feel like I got no sleep. I feel like I'm running on nothing right now. And, um, today was just a rough day. Like the place that I work at, no one wants to work. So the atmosphere sometimes doesn't, the atmosphere is kind of tough sometimes. Cause I'm not, I'm not in an environment where everyone's all amped up and everyone's like, let's go get this done today. Right now. Everyone's like, I don't want to work. I'm going to push this off. So it's really hard to, to keep that momentum going sometimes because um, I'm not, I'm surrounded by a lot of people that don't want to work or don't want to be there. And, it, and it's hard. So like that kind of killed my mood today too. And then I needed some, um, 
I needed some help with some stuff and like I wasn't really getting assistance and I was getting frustrated. So whenever you're getting frustrated with a task, obviously it's, it, it drains your energy and stuff like that. So, um, I just, it just hasn't, it's one of those days. Everyone has those days where it's just, it's, it's one of those days, but you know, and I, and I was thinking to myself, like I could push this back, but I'm like, you know, I've been doing that kind of a lot lately because my schedule has been all over the place and I really just want to get, you know, I'm actually really excited for episode 60. That, that's, that's an accomplishment by itself that I've been up here 60 times uh, for, you know, every episode's about an hour. I've been up here 60 times for an hour, basically just, just bringing content, which I think is pretty crazy to me. I don't know about you, but for me, it's, it's, you know, for you, you're probably thinking like, it's not really that big of a deal because there's people that have, you know, like there's Joe Rogan. There's, there's, there's plenty of famous people that do kind of like the live stream slash podcasting. And those people have, um, you know, those people have thousands of episodes, but, uh, for me, this is, you know, it's, it's a real commitment to be up here on a mic and to just bring, you know, try to do a live stream in front of random people that join here. Like I, I got a lot of friends that I personally know on Facebook and Instagram, but uh, sometimes, you know, you get these random people that join and then it's a little weird, but um, you know, I'm pretty comfortable like sitting up here on a mic and talking and, and not really caring what the other person's probably thinking about me. But um, you know, the other cool thing too, that uh, it's going to happen is I'm going to try to get, like I said, I'm going to try to get some more interviews up here and try to get some people that uh, really want to like talk on the mic. And I'm going to get this uh, one person I've known throughout high school. I think I went to the same middle school as him, Fabrizio, which um, I was actually, uh, you know, he was in the last episode, which I think was episode uh, 59 he was in. And, you know, I got, I pretty much, I pretty much um, pitched him to come on the show on episode 59 if you want to go and see that if you haven't seen episode 59 but uh he's gonna come on i think we agreed to do it this coming up sunday we're gonna try to do it and i'm just gonna it's gonna be the same thing it's gonna be like kind of the same format with everyone i'm just gonna basically um have them explain their dreams and their goals and you know their dreams first of all is the most important part you know how big are they dreaming and then i'm gonna try to get them to go over their goals and how they plan on accomplishing that dream and then from there, we're just going to be like kind of like, almost like a co-host. We're just going to, you know, they're going to pick the topics we're going to talk about. And from there, we're just going to do, you know, like a regular, a regular goals and update uh, type vibe where, you know, me and him are just going to have a discussion on the top, the two topics. And then, you know, that's basically it. And on, on the interview days or when I have like a co-host, I, pr I probably won't do the, I won't pitch you guys the done deal investments just because of, um, you know, I got, I got a guest and then I got a co-host and I don't, I don't want to waste any more time. Like it's, it's a little bit more engaging when you have someone else up here instead of me just talk, kind of talking to myself. And that's what I really want to do is get a lot more engaged. Um, but yeah, so we're, 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 I think that's going to be Sunday. So if, if you guys really want to see another interview, uh, come out on Sunday or, you know, it's going to, they, if you're on Instagram, you know, they only go, they only stay up on Instagram for, I'd say like 24 hours, um, do that, uh, my story feed. And then on Facebook, it's constantly, they're just constantly on my feed. They stay up there and they don't, they don't leave. I don't think they get deleted. They just keep staying up on the, on the feed or on my, uh, my personal page. So look out for that. Now <clears throat> I'm going to try to, um, I'm going to try to get a little bit more comfortable and I'm going to try to go over these topics and try to bring a lot of energy. I'm going to, I'm going to try to push through it. Uh, I think I'm not doing too bad right now, but I'm going to really try to push through this for you guys. Right? So the first topic is thoughts are seeing into the future. Now, 
you're probably you probably read either the Facebook description or you're hearing me on Instagram, and you're probably thinking to yourself, what does he mean by thoughts are seeing into the future? All right, and it it basically sounds, you know, it basically is what it sounds. Thoughts are seeing into the future. And I'm going to give you a couple examples. And then I'm also going to get, I'm going to explain this a little bit more into detail before I give you the examples. Now, I, um, I had a conversation. This came up, the, this, this is where I got this topic from. Um, I ended up, I think, it was, I think it was Grant Cardone. And then I think I heard it from another mo- motivational speaker where they were talking about seeing into the future. And they talked about how everything starts with a thought in your mind, and then it gets turned into reality. So they're basically talking about how your thought, you kind of thought, right? Then you had to act, and then it became a reality. So you basically saw the future with that thought, and then you just made it happen. And then it became reality, and it became, you know, the now. So that's what it means by uh, thoughts. Thoughts are looking into the future, or thoughts are seeing into the future is the topic I put on there. But that's what you have to keep in mind is uh, a lot of these people, a lot of these people, uh, what's up, Lisa Joe? But um, we all start with the thought, right? So if you're going through life and, you know, you get, I'm, I'm sure you're always thinking because if you're someone like me, I'm constantly always thinking. I'll see something, I'll be like, wow, like, I didn't know that. I wonder if, if they did this and then I start kind of thinking deep into it and I'm like, oh, I wonder if I, if, if they did this, what it would, what the outcome would be or what the change would actually be. And what, um, what ends up happening is like you start thinking of, of ways to change something, right? So the difference is, you know, that thought is looking into the future, but it doesn't come reality until you actually, you know, go out there and make it happen and, and get that, you know, turn it into reality basically. But, um, I had this conversation a while back with, um, right now I'm in a, I have a, a digital marketing agency or like, uh, they do social media, SEO, website designing. Um, and what they, and I was talking to this one girl, I always have these conversations whenever I meet up with her, uh, Sarit, and we were talking about this because I think she brought it up one time. What's up, Eli? I think she brought it up and we were talking about, you know, the, the whole thoughts um, are basically seeing into the future. And um, I forgot what, I don't know how we started talking about it, but we just started talking about it. And, and we were just saying how it was, uh, it was, it was basically really crazy because it's basically what you're doing. Like people, and these are where the examples are going to come in. Like think of like Steve Jobs, think of um, with Apple, right? So Steve Jobs had the vision right? And then he turned it into reality. So he basically saw the future of computers and software design and, and technology as a whole and the internet and basically everything he saw in the future brought the idea to life and turned it into reality. So that's where that, that's where that, um, that, that it's kind of, I guess this would be kind of like a quote or a saying, but that's where the thoughts are seeing into the future kind of came from. It's if you take any successful entrepreneur or you take anyone that uh, said they were going to do something and everyone didn't believe them and said they couldn't do it. And then later on they turned it into reality. They saw part of the future in front of them in their minds. And then they just brought it to reality. 
And it's, it really is crazy when you actually start thinking, you know, thinking about that. Cause then you start thinking about everything. Like, uh, for instance, like this mic, like, I don't know who invent, I don't know what, um, company invented the mic that I'm on right now. Cause it was given to me by a friend. I didn't go and order it, but you know, someone had to create the mic and they had to have a vision for it. And then they created the mic. Right. So yeah, and, and that's crazy too when you think about because someone just randomly had to go, okay, we had to, we have to create a mic. And like the, the, the cool thing too with the mic is like it goes back centuries ago because there's probably other things that were invented before the mic because uh, it goes back to like communications and stuff like that with like uh, I'm trying to think of um, the one where it's like um, coding where you got to go and I can't think of the word. It's, on, it's, it's in my mind right now. This is where like a co-host would come into place because he he definitely would tell me what it is, but uh, damn. But like before telephones, you had the the coding where you had to go like beep 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 right beep beep beep, and that was kind of like it, it's kind of the same idea as the mic because you're trying to communicate with someone from a distance, right? That was the first thing. Then they got then they got like the they didn't have smartphones they had like the regular big brick phones which were like satellites and then it got like satellite and then from there obviously they created the cell phone and then you know probably around the cell phone era is when they probably started thinking about the mic because then there then the internet became big and they had to somehow you know communicate through the computer to someone else from across the world or across a different state or somewhere on the internet right so that's where the microphone came into place but just the idea of thinking about it and like how, how it's built, like how does it condense the sound? How does it, someone had to sit there and for us, it's easy. Like we could easily be like, Oh, what's a microphone. And then you look it up on, on the internet and you get the, the whole thing. But someone had to literally think about it and put it together and make it happen. And that's, that's, you know, that's a whole different story than looking it up on the internet and knowing what a microphone, how a microphone properly works. Right. So that's what, um, it's been something that I've been thinking about a lot because I, uh, I, I've recently like been really, you know, like I've been telling you guys, I've been watching motivational videos for a long time and, you know, I'm, I'm very, uh, Catholic and I believe in a higher power and a God and, and it, it just, it is kind of crazy when you start thinking about certain things happening for a reason and, because I really believe that I really believe that everything does happen for a reason. And like, even me talking right now on, on the microphone um, and, and giving you guys like content and, and trying to be more engaging with other people that I don't really know, or maybe I do know, and I'm trying to build more connections. You know, I, I really believe that all happens for a reason. And it, it, it just, it is mind blowing. Like once you start opening your mind to different possibilities, like it, it is endless. Like we do put a lot of limitations on ourselves with thought and it's something that, you know, a lot of people are probably will come across this video and like, be like, yeah, I, you know, I don't, I don't understand what he's talking about. Or maybe it, maybe you do know what I'm talking about, but like you're thinking to yourself, like it's, it's too, it's too much. Like there's no way. But then again, it come it comes from the person. Like it comes from, it comes from what you believe in. And like, that's why I think it's so important for these goals and updates. And that's why I really did the podcast was it's so important to figure out 
you know, who you are and figure out what you're going to do in, in this world. Because if you don't, you know, it's, you're going to either a get lost in the wrong things or B you're it's, you know, someone else is going to basically take control of your life. And that's the hardest thing to really cope with is to be like, uh, like, damn, like if I don't, if I don't get my, my shit together, like someone else is either going to take control of my life or, you know, I'll never, I'll never figure that out if I don't sit down with myself and really start saying like, all right, I, I want to do this, but maybe I don't want to do that. And, um, it, it is crazy. It's, and you know, if you're, if you're the wrong person listening to this, it's going to be way too much. It might be an overload, but, um, it's gonna, you, you'll figure it out. Cause you'll start seeing it. Cause like what happened, what happened with me was, uh, like, like life hit me pretty hard in certain areas. And then I'm like, damn, like, I don't know how, I don't know how to get through this. And then you go, you start moving to other, other areas and start figuring things out. And that's what really happened to me was I had certain traits, but until I got knocked on my ass and then I had to really look and I'm like, all right, I'm going to start developing more of this, or I'm going to go more towards this direction. And the hard part right now is I'm, I'm constantly changing and the biggest struggle for myself and uh you know the biggest struggle for myself really is that i'm i know who i am i know my my traits i know my weaknesses i know my strengths um i probably haven't you know i i can't tell you that i've uncovered every strength and every weakness but um because you know i'm only 23 and there's so much li- you know so much life to still go through through um through my you know myself that, uh, you know, I'm sure I'm going to come across a lot more stuff that either I'm good at or I'm not good at that I'll be challenged down the road. But I, I truly know who I am. And I don't think a lot of people can, I don't think a lot of people truly can say that. I'm sure a lot of people do tell you they know who they are, but I'm going to be honest with you. And like, I, be, I believe like a lot of people don't know who they are. And the reason for that is because they haven't taken the time to figure themselves out. They haven't tried enough uh, difficult things in their life. They haven't pushed themselves to different limits. They haven't, um, they haven't done much. And so they just take a job and they work a nine to five and they go home and watch TV and don't try to like push themselves and do more. And you know, it's, it's, it's hard, man. Like, like I told you guys, like I'm, I'm, I really am right now at like a 40%, but I'm really trying to push through it and try to do like a hundred percent right now. And it's just, you know, it's because I'm, I'm, I'm drained. Like today I just didn't get up, you know, I didn't go to bed really on a good time last night. I got up super early this morning to go to work. I'm working, you know, I'm used to working at least like six hours, um, five, you know, six to like four hours a day, basically at the one job coming home and working on school and stuff like that. And now it's like, I'm working eight hours a day, Monday through Friday, and then it's going to shift. It's, the schedule is going to be all over the place. It's not going to be Monday through Friday. It's going to be like a couple days here on the weekdays. I'm working on a Sunday, you know, I'm going to start working on Sundays, which is going to throw me off. I'm going to have to move. Uh, um, I play golf normally on, on Sunday mornings with my mom and then, and a couple of their friends. And then I go to church on Sundays and now I'm going to have to switch it to Saturdays, which doesn't sound that bad, but what's going to happen is it's going to throw me off because uh, it's going to, it's going to manipulate everything I do now. It's going to completely change the routine I'm on, which might not be a bad thing, but at the same time, it's like, you gotta, you gotta adapt to it, you know? And that's the hard part. You're trying to adapt to everything. 
Like there's a lot of change going on right now with my life. And that's why I think I'm also at a 40% too. Cause like th- this job is not an easy job, which I don't want, I don't want an easy job. My, um, sorry that I'm getting off topic here, but I'm just trying to, uh, I- I'm trying to, I'm trying to get you guys to like, see, like, it's not, even though I come up here and like, I tell you, you know, X, Y, and Z and like, this is what you should be doing. Like you have to understand what's up Sterling. You have to understand, like, I'm not, I'm not perfect either. And I'm not trying to, and I'm trying to do the, you know, I'm trying to, I'm going to have bad days. I'm going to have things that are going to happen to me throughout my life, just like you. Right. And I'm trying to show you that it's how you react to everything. And like, I didn't react. I didn't like, I'm going to be straight up with you. I didn't really react that great when I came home, but I, it's just because, you know, a lot of stuff going on with me, man. Like a lot of stuff with, uh, you know, changed my, my job, um, pushing through this last thing with accounting. And like, I'm not, it's getting now it's getting really hard with accounting Cause now we're on like chapter six and it's all like depreciation and all this stuff. You got to track everything and you got to take these numbers and put it into this and put it into that. Um, and it's a lot of studying and I, you know, it's really hard for me to study sometimes cause I have a lot going on. Like I have Toastmasters Tuesdays. Uh, I have, I just, I normally do something almost every single day. And like, that's a good thing. It's not, it's not a bad thing. It's always a good thing to keep yourself busy and to do a lot. But sometimes it really does drain you. Like sometimes like I'm not on that, I'm not on that level where I'm like, I feel great every single day. Um, it's, I'd say about 99% or maybe even like 95% of the time I feel great, but there's always like that one day where it's like everything catches back up to you, you know, um, that, and that's today, that's today, 110% that's today. But, um, that's why I'm sharing that with you. Uh, I feel you. Um, thanks Sterling. I feel you too, man. Cause I'm sure, I'm, I'm sure you're going through some, uh, well, I don't know if you're going through anything rough today. You didn't like when I was talking to you on the phone, you didn't, you didn't really sound like you're, um. You know, you weren't, you weren't going through a hard, hard day, but I'm sure yesterday you're probably feeling it, uh, going, going to work on Sunday. Cause, uh, Sundays for me, I normally just like, you know, I, I, Sunday is more of my, like to my own self. And I try to do things that are going to like relax me a little bit rather than like stress me out on a Sunday. But yeah. Uh, what's up man, Karen? But yeah, so yeah, you trust me. I, I feel you on that one. Cause I'm busy too all the time, but, um, but yeah, so that's that. I'm going to try to go into uh, this next topic. So actually, let me try to give you one more example. I like to give you at least two examples because like obviously everyone can relate to the to Steve Jobs and, and Apple. Uh, the other one, let me think if I can give you a, a really good one besides. I'm going to try to stay away from, because normally people would do like Bill Gates and Steve Jobs. I'm going to try to, I'm going to try to give you like two different products that probably like was a game changer for people. Uh, we did, all right, so we did software and computers. Let me see. Um, hang on one sec. I'm just trying to give, I'm trying to think if I can give you like one that's like, like way better. You could probably take, I want to say, I want for some reason, like Dwayne, uh, the rock came in my head. Dwayne the Rock Johnson came in my head for some reason. I don't, I don't know why. You could probably even take actually let's do Dwayne the Rock Johnson because uh, that guy's done a lot too. Like he's he's been in a lot of different areas. So what happened? So with with uh, if anyone doesn't know, uh, 
The Rock basically he started off with only like seven dollars in his pocket before he actually went and did something. And because I, I was watching this motivational video at The Rock, and I don't know if I put it up on um, my personal Facebook yet, but maybe I will after this. I'm pretty sure I did. But he started off playing football in college, and he wanted to become a professional football player. And what ended up happening was he was competing with this one guy for his spot. And he said, I'm going to take your spot. He ends up taking the guy's spot. So real quick, before I go deep into that one, um, he pictured in his head, right? So this is where the thought part comes into place. He pictured in his head a thought that he wanted to be a professional football player, right? And I think he, ends, I think he did make it on, the, on a professional football team, but he didn't make it very like he didn't make it very far in football because then I think he actually got someone else beat him for his spot, and I forgot the guy that beat him for his spot because he, he mentions this in the, in, the, in the motivational video that I'm talking about. Gets beat out, he gets um, they basically like they don't sign him anymore. I think he loses his deal. Uh, oh, nice! You're on the all right, cool. You're on the Facebook one. I didn't know it kind of tripped me out because you're on the Instagram and you're on Facebook, but. Um, yeah, the sound quality is probably a lot better on Facebook, but anyways, so he ends up losing his spot and then he has to go. And I think he ends up becoming, he, his next goal is like a professional wrestler from there. And obviously that's tough. He's got to do a lot, even though, um, you know, wrestling it's fake, it's all show and entertainment, but he, um, you know, it's still, it's still a, a hard business because there's so many people that are trying to do it. And then. He ends up making it, he becomes a professional wrestler, or, uh, yeah, wrestler. I don't know why I, like, hesitate on that one. But he becomes a professional wrestler, and then from there, I think he wanted to do movies. And, obviously, in the movie business, you're competing with a lot of people, a lot of people. It's not easy to be a movie star because uh, so many people want to do that one, and, you know, it's hard to get that starting position and get a role and, and, and become famous off of that role and whatnot, but ends up doing that. And the cool thing with the rock is he's done a lot of stuff. He's done wrestling. He's done, um, uh, what do you call it? Oh, and I think before all this, by the way, before I go any deeper with the rock, he ended up, I think when he said he got let go of football, he had about like $7, like six and change, almost $7. He rounded it up to $7 and he ended up, um, telling himself like, like I, like I got to fix this because I only have $7 in my pocket. And from $7 became like a multi-million dollar person and got into massively big industries. He went from, like I said, he went from wrestling to um, actually football, professional football to wrestling to then being a movie star. All right. And I'm almost positive he's probably in other things that I have, I, you know, that you probably just don't hear about. But The Rock has done a lot. And he's well known. If you mention The Rock to anyone, you know, most people, I'd say probably like 90% of the people know The Rock. And it's, it's crazy because he started from nothing. Like literally, like I said, he started with like $7 in his pocket and became, you know, multi-million dollar person. But all this stuff that I'm telling you, started out with him believing in himself and having the thought in his mind, like, all right, I've done this. Now I want to go and do this. So he saw the future and then created the future that he wanted, right? He just put in the hard work. He put in the effort and created what he saw into the future and made it a reality. So that's another one that I can give you. 
I don't know if that was better than Apple, you know, Apple and Steve Jobs, but that's something where, you know, it's some, it's someone that it came from nothing and basically built himself back up to, you know, this, this crazy iconic legend basically. So that, that that's a good one too. Cause it wasn't really like a product. It was, he was the product, right? Like him, he himself was the physical product that he was trying to promote uh, through basically wrestling, football, movie stars, because especially the movie business, like he's, he's trying to, he's trying to put himself as the product on the line. So that's, um, that's thoughts are seeing into the future. I'm going to try to go into the second one, which is going to be first impressions are everything. And I already have some stuff lined up with examples I can give you like, uh, so for this one, the reason I say, you know, this, I came up with this topic, first impressions are everything because that's how I kind of make my mark a lot is first impressions. Like I'm very, very talented at, at first impressions because I don't, I don't judge anyone. I'll talk to, like, let's say you're a random person that I just met. I'll talk to you like, like we're already friends or even better. I could actually probably updo that. I'll talk to you like we're like, we know each other or we're really close. And I just met you like five, 10 minutes ago and I never judge. And that's a big problem too, is because you know, our minds are kind of trained on certain beliefs and, and, and who we are that once you hear certain words, it's almost like your mind goes into like this complete, like, Oh, like, like it kind of it alerts you. And most people, and most people, yeah, I appreciate that. Sterling. Thanks for, um, by the way, Sterling, thank you for, uh, actually like commenting and stuff. Cause most people don't comment. And then it's like, damn, yeah. Like, I, I don't know if I like, if I'm on the right page or not, but I appreciate that so much. Sterling. Thank you. But, um, so yeah, sometimes when people say certain things and especially if it's something that, you know, if, if you're very political and you're on one side of the political scale, someone will say something and automatically, it's almost like, I don't like using the word trigger, but it's kind of what happens. It kind of does like in your mind automatically, it's like almost like this, almost like something, almost like if you were on a computer and you had like. A notification it's almost that's what it feels like it almost feels like oh, like something just hit you and you're like it kind of you kind of step back for a moment and I don't I don't do that when I talk to people I actually train my mind not to do that like I'm not telling you it doesn't happen like sometimes it does happen and then I have to like kind of like get myself to get back on the same page uh, just because you know I'm I'm pretty far into my beliefs too on how I think things work how um, you know I have a I have a process that I go through to try to help, help me like block out negativity and, and only promote positivity and motivational stuff. And so, you know, if someone says something negative, I kind of like bypass it, but I don't, I don't get rid of, I don't, I don't not acknowledge it, but I get rid of it. Like I don't let it affect me. I'm just like, okay, like that person, you know, doesn't realize, you know, what he just said, cause it's really negative. But, uh, damn, my phone just completely blacked out and I lost everyone on Instagram. It's so funny. But anyways, I'm just to do another live stream, ma'am. Give me a sec. But uh over the phone doesn't reset. Alright, so we're live again. Yeah, sorry guys on Instagram. It uh, I don't know why my phone's been doing it lately. I might need a new phone to be honest with you. Because uh, I have like the six the six S. But um it uh it booted you guys off. It like completely shut down on Instagram. Hopefully Sterling joins back because Sterling's pretty good on this stuff when he comments. But anyways, so when I'm talking to someone, I I completely 
just I, I just think of it as all right, this person's a human being like me, and uh, how do I neutralize? an opinion like I try not to put my opinion in it I try to let that person talk and I only um I only I kind of let them talk a lot and that's something that people can't do either I just let them talk and then I'll just I'll, once they start talking I listen this is where my listening skills kick in hard and I just listen to them and I'll be like 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 for instance I was talking to um uh, let me think of someone that I recently talked to and I like got them to open up um, hang on. I was talking to this kid, Brandon. All right, I've, I've never met him. I went over Sterling's house and met Sterling's family for the first, like, not the first time. I knew, like, his mom. I've seen his mom at church. Um, I, I've seen a couple of his brothers, uh, but I've never really, besides his one brother, Rocky, I've never really physically talked to, basically, really any of them, really. Like, I, like his dad I haven't really talked to besides that one night that I went over and, and got to meet a lot of his family, like, his grandparents, like relatives, you name it. Like I didn't know a lot of them and I got to meet them. But this one person was, they're very, uh, I guess they, they kind of consider him more of like a family friend, which most people can relate to. We all have those, those family friends. We consider family, but they're just, you know, they're just like a friend that you met basically, but they're just really good friends. And I met this kid, Brandon, and I knew, I knew nothing, nothing about him, all right? And I just let him talk, and he was talking to me about South Carolina because that's that's where he's from. And he was basically just telling me a bunch of stuff with, like, South Carolina, and then I got him to open up. And what I do is when I start talking to people, I really listen. And if, like, for instance, like, if he were to say, you know, I go to I go to church, I and, and, and he talks like he likes church a lot, right? He's really religious. I'll start sending him questions, and I'll question those things that I think he really likes. That way he opens up to me, and then you, you learn a lot about people that way. And that's kind of something that I tried to pick up because what I realized is that's how you create a good first impression with a lot of people is if you can get them to realize that you like a lot of the same things, that's how those, those strong connections form. And at the same time, that's how you relate to someone. And when you can relate to someone, the other person responds very, very well to that. So it's just something where I've, I've worked on. And this is why I like going to bars because it actually challenges me a lot because it's someone that randomly just sits down and I know nothing about. And this happened last time I went to, um, what was it? Actually, recently I could actually tell you something. This, this one is probably the craziest one I probably did so far. We ended, me and uh, Sterling ended up going out with uh, a couple of his like brothers and a couple of friends. And we went out to downtown Fort Lauderdale Saturday night. And there, we went to this the the place again, Fat Cats, which I mentioned on another podcast with Sterling. And there's a drummer, and the drummer was killing it, right? And I'm really into the drums. Excuse me, I'm really into the drums. And what ended up happening was uh, I noticed like, he was shredding it, and I was just really curious. And I'm like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna go because there's like a little back entrance, and I saw that they went on break. They played like, I think like maybe two songs when we got there and then they went on break and I saw like he was going to go on the other side. So I'm like, you know, I'm just going to go over there and go talk to him because I'm like, I'm sure no one else is going to go talk to him. They probably just, they just see like, you know, they see it as a band and they're there having a good time. And most people are probably like drinking and whatever, but I'm just like, I'm going to go talk to this drummer and ask him a couple questions on the drums. 
And I go over there and I go and talk to, I go over there and I go and talk to, um, I go to, you know, I'm talking to him and I go over there and I'm asking about the drums and he, he completely opens up to me and starts talking about all the, you know, the drums and how he got involved with it and all that stuff. And the reason I think he didn't even, he didn't question me or didn't even, he just started talking to me was because I talked to him about something that he truly loves, right? So I'm talking to him about drums and that's what this kid does probably almost every single day. Like I'm coming on here and I'm talking to you about business and stuff like that. And I'm very intrigued with business. He's the same way, but with the drums and percussion and stuff like that, right? Probably mostly the full drum set. I, I couldn't imagine if he was like really into percussion itself, but I'm sure he's really, in, you know, he's got to be interested in the, in the full drums, um, the full drum set, because he's obviously playing like he's been playing for years, right? So that's why he opened up to me was because I, I talked to something that he really loved and he could relate to a lot. Same thing if I went and I was randomly talking to you, I I'd, I would say hello, try to engage a little bit with you, and then see where you're going with topics and what you're talking about, and then I would just adapt to you. Um, and that's why I think a lot of people can't do. I don't think a lot of people can put themselves aside and start talking about you know the other person in front of them. And I read that. It's actually funny that we're actually talking about this because I actually read this in a, a book my uncle gave me. And in the book... It was um, it was uh, Dale Carnegie who was really famous. I don't I don't think he's alive anymore, but uh, Dale Carnegie is a very a very famous philosopher. Uh, he went around and um, jotted down these traits that all these successful people have, and one of it was when when you talk to someone, if you can somehow talk let the other person talk more about themselves because people love talking about themselves. And I'm gonna I'm gonna give you this tip real quick. People love talking about themselves, all right? People normally think of themselves first rather than someone else, and the people just love talking about themselves. So if you can somehow get them to open up and relate to something that they really love to do, they'll talk to you for hours, and you'll actually get to, you'll actually, literally, it's almost like a book. It's almost like you're opening up a book, and people will just start telling you these random things about themselves, and you'll learn a lot about them. And that's how you build, like, lo like long friendships and long uh commitments to people and that's also how people actually like you at the first impressions that's how I, that's how i get away with the first impressions um all the time like i'm telling you like first impressions for me are 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 the are the big sell all right because i i know how to do a good first impression and i know and there, there's a saying that my um my business uh teacher back in high school said first impressions are the key because it's the first thing someone sees about you and everyone sucks at them. Everyone sucks at good first impressions. All right. Literally like a lot of people suck at it. Like probably 90% of people don't, can't do a good first impression. And what happens is once you screw up the first impression, pe the people don't really give you a second chance. Like it, it's something like psycho like psychologically people won't give you another chance because they automatically assume, right? People assume a lot of stuff. So if you don't get that good first impression, it's going to be, you're going to have to maybe do like five other good impressions to get that, that impression back. It's, it's almost, it's really close to like, I don't want to say it's impossible because I don't believe anything's impossible. It just creates like 12 times more work for you to try to get back that first impression What that first impression would have done right in the beginning. Right. Um, the other thing I'm really good at is handshakes because I always go up to people, give them a handshake. I go, Hey, how's it going? And I acknowledge them with the handshake or, you know, I do, you know, um, the younger generation, obviously, like my age, 23, normally does like uh, 
they don't do like the handshake. They go and they do like little uh, like fist bumps or um, like hey, like like high fives. Not really high fives. High fives is kind of stupid. But you, you guys know what I'm trying to say. The younger generation normally doesn't do the handshakes, but I normally do the handshakes anyways with uh, with my with um, people my age that I don't know for the first time. And then, you know, then you start doing all the handshakes and stuff like that that they want. But what was I going to say? Um, trying to think real quick uh, where I could take this, but yeah. So the first impression really is key. Like when you, and you learn this when you go on job interviews, right? Like when you go on a job interview, I always dress professionally. And the reason I constantly like today I, I wore this. All right. And, and no one at my job wears a tie. And every single job I've ever worked at, no one's ever wore every single day, including Fridays, um, a tie and dress shirt, uh, dress shirt and dress pants, right? And the reason I'm doing that is because I'm trying to stand out over 700 employees. And I know no one's going to do that. And I know it's going to cause a good first impression. And maybe, you know, one day the, the CEO of that company will come into work and he won't notice the people that aren't dressed well. He'll notice me because I'm the only one at his office or his job or uh, his company that's dressed professionally. I'll stand out over the 400 people that are in that building. All right. So, um, so that's what I'm trying to tell you guys why first impressions are so important because it really is because you're going to have to do 12 times the, the extra work to try to get back that first impression. Um, and I'm really good at the first impression, right? Uh, the funny thing too is I'm really good with um, parents. I'm really good with the older audience or, you know, like your grandparents and your parents and, you know, maybe the people that are in like their 30s and 40s because um, my generation really sucks at first impressions. So what I'll do is like, let's say I was going to go meet your parents you'll, you know, you'll take me to your house and you'll introduce me as your friend. And I'll go up to each one of your parents and I'll shake their hands and I'll go, Hey, how's it going? My name's Tyler. And then, you know, your parents will be like, you know, let's say your dad's Mike and your mom's Sally. And they'll be like, Hey, Hey Tyler, my name's Mike. And Hey Tyler, my name's Sally. And I'll shake their hands and I'll, and I'll say like, how's your day going? And I'll give them a smile. And that's all sales. All right. So that's why like, I really, I really truly, truly believe that even if you're not interested in business or anything like that, business is life because every, business is literally life. You are a business, right? You're promoting yourself every single day. You're marketing yourself every single day. You're selling yourself every single day. So, you know, that's why I'm so, so involved with business because I understand it's, it's, it's almost like life. It is life. You know, it really is life. Like you market you sell, you, um, you know, you're building, you're building yourself from nothing, literally from the ground up. So you are a business. You just don't realize it or you don't think of it like that or, you know, you're not mentally putting the two together. But you are physically a business, all right? So that's why first impressions are the most important thing uh, you could probably ever do and, and learn them and learn them. And the younger you can learn them, the better you are because um, you'll get everyone on your side, all right? That's what makes politicians good politicians, by the way. The people that can actually go in front of someone, shake their hands, and introduce themselves, those are the ones that, you know, kind of – those are the ones that probably get elected. Those are the ones that actually can make a, a difference with the voting turnout. It's the people that are more personable, the people that go out there and actually try 
uh, to get someone to notice them and see them and, and think they're a good person. Right. Um, but that's, that's, that's kind of how a lot of politicians win and they, and they know that they have to go out there and get their feet on the ground and, and shake some hands. And it's so funny. It's kind of funny that I'm actually thinking about this right now because, um, this one guy in the, in the meeting, his name's, uh, Damon. He came into this meeting one time and he was like, uh, his famous line is you got, sometimes you got to shake some hands and kiss some babies. <laughs> and it was so funny. Cause he, cause he was just, it was just the funniest thing how he said it. He was just like, yeah, sometimes you got to shake some hands and kiss some babies. And, <laughs> and everyone was laughing. Cause like, I don't, I don't think he realized what he, like the way he said it. Cause he, you know, you just, that's probably what he says all the time is you got to shake some hands and kiss some babies. But it, it, it's so true. Sometimes you do have to shake some hands and kiss some babies. All right. That's called first impression. So, you know, just, just really think about it for a second. And, and, and if you're not personable, like, believe me, you can change that. Like you can change anything because I wasn't personable either. Right. I, I, I didn't, I didn't know anything about business. I'm still learning a lot about business through these companies, like these massive, massive corporations. Right. And you know, that's, you know, that's part, and that's the, the hardest thing is, um, is these massive corporations you, you try to, you get in and it's just, it's so much controlled. It's like, it is, it's like literally like you're controlled 24 seven. Uh, you're trying to do everything you possibly can for this company. Um, that probably might not even notice you and you're just trying to put in mad, mad work. All right. And that's why I think I'm exhausted today. Cause I just been these last two weeks, I've just been really trying to get, you know, get it together and, and get on the same page as what my, uh, my boss wants. Um, which I, I, I'm pretty sure she notices. It's just, you know, it's, it's hard cause you're competing with a lot of people in the, in, in these companies. Like, like I said, like this company that I'm working for has over 700 employees. So, you know, and I'm only, I've only been there for two weeks and like, I'm already stressed out of my mind. So I can just imagine being with this company for years, but, um, I, you know, I'm not going to quit. I'm not a quitter. I'm going to keep going. I think I'm just going to have to take a nap after this podcast. I'm going to be honest with you. I might have to take like a 40 minute nap or something and just get up and start working again and start, you know, hustling. But, uh, the crazy thing with me is, you know, I'm not, I constantly don't, I don't stop. <laughs> I really don't like right after this, I got to write a, I've got to finish my speech and I'm going to present a, a speech at Toastmasters, um, tomorrow night. And it's going to be my first speech. And I'm like, I'm really hyped on it. But, uh, you know, I, I'm just hoping I have the energy to, you know, commit. But once you're up there, you know, you kind of like, like this right now, like I'm probably still feeling almost 40%, but as, as time went through this podcast, it kind of got me to like an 80, maybe a 90%. So it increased my, um, cause you, you know, I gotta, I gotta be there for you guys. I gotta be there and present this stuff to you guys at, at my fullest, you know, capacity or ability. I don't know why I said it like that, but ability, but, uh, so let me move over a little bit. So yeah, that's, that's first impressions. So real quick, I'm just going to, we're going to go into Dundee investments and then I'm going to wrap it up. And, uh, I appreciate everyone that, you know, came out here and listened to me on these topics. And, um, it probably wasn't the most engaging. It probably wasn't the most, like the best episode, but I'm just psyched that I'm on episode 60. You know, I really am because I didn't, you know, I, I never thought about episode 60 and like, I, I really want to get to a hundred episodes because if I get to a hundred episodes, it means I'm putting a mad work on these things. Um, and the crazy part is that the topics I come up with because, um, it's almost, you know, sometimes I feel like I'm going to run out of topics and then I'll just one day I'll just think about like three different topics and I'm like, Oh man, this would be sick to talk about. 
So, all right, so we're going to go to Dunn Deal Investments real quick. So, for anyone that doesn't know, my name's Tyler Dunn. I own a company, Dunn Deal Investments LLC. And how this company works is I go and I help distressed sellers. Now, for anyone that doesn't know what a distressed seller is, it just means, uh, you know, simply that someone that can't financially to stay in their house, it could be they have liens on their property, they, they, they're behind on back taxes, they, um, they got a job transfer and maybe they just want to, you know, sell the house really fast. Uh, you inherited a house, you're going through a very, very messy divorce and you just want to get rid of the house as fast as you possibly can. Um, any, any type of, any type of uh, situation where you just want to sell your house extremely fast for a fair price uh, cash offer, that's, that's what this company is designed to do. It's, it's really to help those people that need a second or another resource for their homes. Because what happens is a lot of these, uh, a lot of people, when they go and buy a home and they're financing the mortgage, they go through a bank. And the bank doesn't really give them a lot of resources um, to really, you know, get out of a financial pickle that some of these people end up getting involved in um, at the last minute with their housing. So, uh, so that's that. And then also maybe, you know, you don't like to deal with realtors. Sometimes you have to go through the realtors and they charge a lot on commission they, their process is very, very lengthy. Sometimes you're waiting on the, on the market for three to four weeks. And my way is really easy. I just, you know, call an investor and I'm like, Hey, here's this house. So you just got to put a little bit of work into it. And, um, you know, here, you know, here's the specs and all that stuff. And if you want to buy it, let me know. And then we just put it under contract. So it goes smooth. You know, we, you know, put it through a contract and we get the transaction moving. Now, Real quick, um, what was I going to say? So anyways, so with this company, it's a three-step process, all right, with Done Deal Investments, LLC. It's three steps that I call the three steps to financial freedom. The first step is you have to get in contact with me. So that's either phone, email, text. Um, you can go on my website and there is a uh, – the first thing you'll see is like – contact us and it's a little form you just fill in some information and I'll contact you back. You can go on any of my social media platforms which is Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I, I'm pretty sure those are like the three that you could really go on and do the direct messaging. So I recommend that. And then the second thing, you know, I'm just going to ask you some basic questions, right? So just basic questions, the situation that you're in that we that I have to, you know, physically get you out of and then the condition of your home. So then the second thing after we get through that is I have to set up an appointment with you to come to your house and we have to figure out a time and date and it's going to be really easy. You can ask me any questions you want. It's going to be really easy and I come in there with a, um, a sheet which is going to give me the estimates on like if you have roof damage, you have broken windows, you have, we have to fix the floors, you know, the tiles, anything like that and it's just going to give me an estimate on that sheet and then I'm just going to take five pictures inside your house and five pictures outside. And all I'm doing at this point is I'm just tracking down certain things, like you know how much um, how much everything's gonna cost to get your house back in a mint condition. And the pictures are so I can send it to the investor. So I'm sending all this information to the investor. Um, so that way they know what's going on when they sign up onto the deal, all right? So the investor is gonna know exactly how much money they need to put in, um, you know, how much capital they have to put into that property. And, It'll save you time because you won't have and like heart and basically like a pain in the ass process is most of the time with this stuff 
someone has to come to your house, right? So if I take five pictures inside and five pictures outside, it saves you a lot of time and you don't have to be, you know, we don't have to have all these people coming to your house and checking out the house. I'll just send them the 10 pictures that I took, five inside and five out, and I'll send them the estimated cost and um, we'll get an investor to sign up really fast. And that's how it works. Um, the third step from there is then we just got to go into um, negotiation between me, you, or whoever the person that's trying to get rid of the house fast is. And it's really simple. All we do is we go by, we call, we call it comps. So if your house is in a certain neighborhood, then we're running comps by the three houses, the three closest houses we could possibly find to your house. And then um, we're just going to get an average price. So the three houses that were sold in the last, let's say, you know, depending on how many houses were sold in your neighborhood, um, you know, let's say like three months and we'll get that average price. We'll deduct, you know, the cost that it's going to take to put your house in mint condition. And then we'll negotiate on the price and the terms. If you got to stay in your house for another three weeks to go and find um, a realtor or find another place because you don't have anywhere else to go, we'll work it out with you. By the way, I have, a ton of different resources. I have um, realtors, home inspectors, anything you basically would need to get another house. I basically have um, a contact for, so you don't even have to worry about that. Um, and then from there, we'll agree, we'll sign the contracts, we'll get the investor on board, and the investor will sign on to the contract as well. And then it's just an easy, an easy transaction. The investor is obviously going to flip it and he's going to make some money on the, on the major, you know, the actual market itself for, you know, the full price of the house. You're going to walk away with cash and you're going to be able to go and get something you can actually afford. And then done deal investments is going to get commission. And the coolest part is we're not even going to get money from you, the seller. We're going to get it from the investor. The investor is going to give done deal investments uh, a commission fee for what we call a finder's fee. So that's the cool part is like you're not even going to pay us. The investor is going to pay us. So you don't have to worry about like taking money out of your cash um, amount, nothing. So it's all good. Um, so all three parties win on this deal. And that's the coolest part about this whole thing is like everyone wins on the deal. There's no one that's getting like screwed. No one's getting, you know, no one's getting less than what they deserve. It, it's, it's one of the coolest things with this, uh, with this business. So that's that. And then real quick, I was going to add, um, gonna add something but yeah if you know if if because it happens a lot like I just found a house over by my friend's house which is like torn down there's nothing left of the house like if someone wanted to walk into the house they literally just they, they literally walk around the corner and walk through and get into the house there's nothing there like the pool's covered and if you know any houses like that by the way or you know someone you know is about to go into like a pre-foreclosure bankruptcy whatever have them reach out to Done Deal Investments because we can help them. And that's really what this business is designed to do is to help those people that really need it. Um, the house that I saw, though, like I'm going to try to – I got to figure out um, – it's either the bank owns that or a city owns that. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think a person owns that unless it's an investor. But um, I'm going to see what I can do with that house. But that was in Fort Lauderdale, which is pretty interesting. But it was just weird. I was just going through – I've never seen that before um, where the house was just completely destroyed. Like completely, like you could, you could literally walk and like, and then just put your foot through the door basically and, and go right in. And, um, and yeah, I showed my friend that my friend's like, who would want to get that? And it's like an investor would want to get that, yo, like that's a perfect house. That's like perfect conditions for uh, someone like me that, you know, is trying to pass to an investor or trying to get someone else on the deal.
because um, they'll flip that and make a they'll make a big heavy pro, uh, profit off that. So, anyways, um, so that's Done Deal Investments LLC where the deal's already done, and the reason for the, the slogan where the deal's already done is it's you know it's me putting together. I'm doing all the legwork. I'm putting the deal together between the seller and the investors. So that's the cool part about this thing too. Um, and yeah, that's basically it. I don't think I have anything else to add. Oh, real quick, I'll, I'll do this for like future reference. But um, what I'm trying to get it to, uh, so you guys can see a vision, because like obviously, if I'm talking about motivational stuff and and vision and future goals and stuff, the the big thing that I'm really trying to get done deal investments into is home inspections. Um, what do you call it? Like realtors onto the team financing for homes like I'm trying to build it so it's a one-stop shop where where basically it's all in one place so once I get you out of that financial situation I can just move you into the next thing where um all right you need to go and find a you want us to find you a house all right I'll get one of my realtors on it and my realtor will find you a property that's in your budget you want to go and now you're going to have to get financing but you know you're probably not going to want to go to the bank and you're going to have to go to multiple banks and try to get approved for a, uh, a loan, we could pre-approve you for that and we'll go and look for, for uh, good insurance or yeah, interest rates and stuff like that, you know? That's what I'm trying to get it to. Oh, yeah, and then we have to go and inspect the home because obviously you're going to want to make sure it's your, your asset is basically protected. You're not going to move into this home. Sorry. I'm <clears throat> and uh, you, you don't want to move into this home and then all this stuff is wrong with the home and you just lost all your money onto the home. So that's where home inspections normally come into place. Make sure everything's up to code. Make sure everything's good. And um, I'm working on that stuff right after, you know, in the next, I'd say maybe in the next two months, putting some money away. Um, and I'm going to try to get, in, you know, a home inspector's license and then a realtor's license. Um, but the home inspections is probably what's going to probably come first before the realtor stuff. But um, I'm going to try to add that stuff on and, that's going to be a big one too, because that's going to help a lot of people out with, uh, you know, protecting their assets. So that's that, that's, that's the future thing, but it's, it's just constantly like I have this vision where I'll talk to someone. And I'll be like, Oh, that's a great idea to add on to this. And some of this stuff is tricky because you got to get licensed and then you have to, um, it takes a lot of like experience and education and like, especially the home inspecting stuff. That stuff, you it's you got to learn all the codes, and in different states, it's all different. And then probably even in, like, different cities, it's a little bit different, too. You're dealing with a lot of codes. You're dealing with a lot of violations. You're um, you're dealing with, like, equipment, which I don't think it's, it's that much. I watched a video on time, and it didn't look like a lot of equipments, but, you know, it's, it's labor. Like, you got to go on roofs and make sure that, you know, it's not cracked up there and there's going to be leaks. And uh, it's, it's a lot of work, but... I'm determined to get it, yo. I'm determined, and you guys will see a lot of uh, done deal investments pretty soon, um, and we're going to go from there. We're going to help a lot of people, all right? And that's my mission, too, is to help so many people. Uh, right now, it's obviously only in Florida, but and, and local right now. We're a local business. We're, we're only in the Broward County area, but we're going to grow, and we're going to get, you know, we're going to get places with it. But, yeah, so that's done deal investments, LLC, where the deal's already done. And I'm, you know, I'm going to wrap up episode 60. Um, if you didn't, you know, catch it, I definitely would go back and maybe if I could recommend it, I'd go to where I talk about uh, first impressions or everything, because I, I think I hit the nail on the head on that one. Um, thoughts are seeing into the future. I, I, I felt like I did okay. I tried to bring the energy into that one. 
And it was hard because I'm only on like a 40%. Like I don't feel 100% today. So I'm trying – I tried to push through it as best I possibly could for you guys. And uh, I think Wednesday we're going to go into episode 61 of Goals and Updates, and it's going to be awesome. So hopefully you tune in for that one. All right, guys, my name is Tyler Dunn with Dunn Deal Investments, LLC, where the deal is already done. Peace out.